Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Mary Ann Wolfe. Today, we have the privilege to hear from two incredible North Carolina Teachers of the Year, as well as Dr. Jim Cosby, a longtime school superintendent and advocate for the recent creation of North Carolina's Beginning Teacher of the Year program, as they discuss what impacts teachers, the needs in the classroom, and how they hope to make positive changes in the field of education. I'm so happy to welcome to the show today, Emily Higdon, a high school English teacher in Macon County Schools and the 2021 Prudential North Carolina Center for the Advancement of Teaching or NCAT Beginning Teacher of the Year. I'd also like to welcome Dr. Jim Cosby, the NCAT Foundation board member, hired superintendent and interim superintendent of many districts across our state. Thank you so much to each of you for being here today. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. Emily, I'd love to start with you and just hear a little bit about your journey in deciding to be a teacher. And now that you're almost ending your second year of teaching, how things are going. I came from a long line of people in the school system. My mom was in the school system. My grandmother was in the school system. And so for me, I did not want to be a teacher. So I went to college and I sat in a lab and I looked at a microscope and I thought, this is not it for me. So I went through a lot of different majors, talked through a lot of different things. And I was sitting and speaking with an English professor that I had and just telling her how I did not know what I wanted to do anymore. Science wasn't it. Um, but I, I, I knew that there were things that I was interested in. And so I, I shared with her that I wanted to do something where I got to see the impact that I made directly. I wanted to do a job where I interacted with people and where I got to be creative and problem solve. And she suggested that I look into education and I kind of laughed at first, but then I, I tested it out and I started doing more research on it and I got into some education classes and I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is cool. I'm, I'm being creative. I'm making an impact. I'm learning new things constantly and every day is different. And that was really important to me. It's so interesting, Dr. Cosby, thinking about your many years of serving and um, many, many years ago um, when you were in the classroom and played other roles, but knowing you've been a superintendent for so long, I'm curious about why it's so important to you and to our state to have a beginning teacher of the year program. The main thing we wanted to do was to try to reverse some of the negative things that we've been hearing across our state about education and about teachers specifically. And we really wanted to try to show, showcase the really high quality of people who are coming into the education profession. So we sat down and talked through it and decided this was the direction we want to go. And he said, take it and go with it. You know, and I said, what does it pay? And he said, it pays absolutely nothing. So anyway, we, we put together very quickly a steering committee of, uh, I think, 12 people who are all outstanding leaders in education, both at the university level and K-12 level in North Carolina. We worked very closely with the Department of Public Instruction, with the charter school office there and with the, the eight RISA centers across the state because we actually worked through them to do the selection process. So it was really just an effort to try to change somewhat the perception and honor the outstanding work that's going on in our classrooms. And you, you can see from our first two winners that this, they've just been outstanding. Given how we wanna honor teachers and just appreciating what all teachers have had to do in this year that looks so different. Uh, Emily, I'd love to hear a little bit more. What has it been like teaching this past year in the pandemic and knowing that that's been the majority of your experience uh, in the classroom. Yes. So when everything first happened, it was 
chaos and it was chaos for everybody. And there was no set way we were gonna communicate with students. And so we tried emails and phone calls and Google Classroom, but because we hadn't established anything, it was difficult to, to do that when they weren't here, when we couldn't tell them what was going on. But at the same time, as a new teacher, I grew up in a generation with technology. I've always used technology. I've had a computer since I was a kid. I've had a laptop for most of my education. And so for me, it actually felt kind of natural to use those skills in the classroom. And it was kind of fun to find new ways to integrate technology. And I was able to help some of my older coworkers who were not in the same generation as me learn to use the different technologies that we have. And so it has been a challenge, but it's been exciting to be like, oh, okay, as a, as a new teacher, I had this information and this knowledge that I can help you with. And then you can tell me all the, the teaching things and the content area things that I don't know about, but we're getting to really share more. And that's been a really interesting experience and really cool. I just think it's been a year that's been really hard for a lot of people, but it's going to lead to a lot of innovation because we've had to do it. And so it's been difficult, but really interesting and exciting to to see all the new things that are coming out. And there's all these virtual field trips now. Those are so cool. I love that. (laughs) Dr. Cosby, I know that right now we're so fortunate to have teachers like Emily who have gone into the field, but we also know that the teacher shortage in our state continues to grow. And I'm nervous about what this year has done to make that even more challenging. What do you think we need to do to recruit more individuals into the teaching field? This type of program is a real start to make the public aware of the wonderful things that are happening. And we just have to, we have to excite the public about the possibility of the teaching profession. As long as we have parents telling their children, don't do that, go go some other direction. And especially when we have educators telling uh, students, don't go into education because it uh, you won't like it, you're not treated fairly, you're paid poorly, all those kinds of things. And then we've got to, to put our money behind our talk. We, we've got to create programs and we've got to provide the professional incentives with the, the salaries and the benefits and the staff development opportunities and the growth opportunities and all those things that you, you put in any quality profession. And teaching is certainly, in my opinion, one of the highest level professions, not only from the quality of it and the work experiences of it, but from the fact of what it means just for our society, our, our democracy, and the continuation of our, our public enterprise system. I, can't, I cannot imagine any state that's done a better job of handling education, although it's certainly not been perfect virtually. We know that. There's drawbacks to it. But what teachers have done during this period of time for our children in North Carolina has just been amazing. How do we need to support our teachers once they've decided to go into this field and once they're in their first couple of years? I was forced to come to the teaching, teacher core program a number of years ago. And, and we learned over a two year period of time to teach with a master teacher with us and a very small group. And so we really had time to make mistakes. And, and I guess if you uh, looked at what my future potential was after my first year of teaching, they would probably said, get out of this business and go find something <laughs> else to do. Uh, go be a marine biologist or something, <laughs> but uh, they didn't do that. So we need lots and lots of help. And one of the aspects of this beginning teacher program and award is that the 27 state finalists come together for a week of really in-depth staff development and, uh, and working together at NCAT. And I think Emily would share that experience is just, I just 
great feedback from those folks. So that's the kinds of experiences that we need to be giving these folks to make them successful. I totally agree about the NCAT conference because as a beginning teacher, you're working so hard because you're kind of starting from scratch and sometimes you're given materials or pacing guides, but ultimately you are kind of just building up from nothing. And so you're exhausted and sometimes your classroom management isn't great. And there's just a lot of things working against you. And so we need those moments of refreshment where we can get away and talk to people who are as passionate as we are about education or who know more about education than us and can share their knowledge. And so with, with the conferences like the NCAT conference for the beginning teachers, it was, it was so life-giving for me. And there, there was a wide variety of teachers there. There were elementary school teachers, ESL, special education, middle school, high school. I mean, everything you could imagine, but there was a wealth of knowledge that I could learn from each one and also a relatability of just being able to say, this year has been exhausting, it's really hard, but I still love my kids, but I'm really exhausted. And so having that time with them was so, all of those kinds of things are just really helpful to beginning teachers because we need, we need all the support we can get. It is exhausting. Is there a student or students that really, that you think of right now that drives your work and makes you know that you're in the right field? That's such a sweet thing to think about. I have three students specifically. I'm the only English teacher. I have them all four Englishes back to back to back sometimes. And so I have three students that I've had every semester since I've been here. It's just for, for kids like that who I get to see through for, for multiple semesters and I get to see them grow into this person that I really enjoy being around. It's just, it makes it so much better for me because I know when they graduate, I'm going to cry and I'm going to miss them so much, but I'm so proud of how far they've come. I just want to thank both of you so much, uh, Emily, for the work you're doing every day in schools, Dr. Cosby, for all the leadership you've shown across the state that's made such a difference, but also leading this beginning teacher of the year steering committee. After the break, we will be joined by Eugenia Floyd, the 2021 Burroughs Welcome Fund North Carolina Teacher of the Year. Education Matters is brought to you each week in part by Town Bank, serving others, enriching lives. Joining us now is Eugenia Floyd, the 2021 Burroughs Welcome Fund North Carolina Teacher of the Year from the Chapel Hill Carborough City School District. Thank you so much for being here, Eugenia. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, congratulations. Uh, we're so excited for you and just getting to read about you and learn about you and just hear about your journey has been wonderful. And we would love for you just to talk a little bit with all of us about what was your journey in becoming a teacher? And uh, tell us more about you. My journey actually started in my Sunday school when I was a high school student. Um, I found a fondness for teaching. I had the little pre-K children. Um, I then went to, I later went to college. I graduated and I became a teacher assistant actually at Morris Grove Elementary School. And watching the teachers of Morris Grove instruct and seeing kids just have those light bulb moments really influenced me to go back to school and gain my teaching license. And I went to North Carolina Central University and I gained a teaching position shortly after finishing at Scroggs Elementary. So I'm still here in the same area, same school, I'm excited. We'd love for you to talk more, just what are you most proud of? And, and there's so many things I know to share, but what stands out for you personally? With this new announcement, I think I'm most proud of having the opportunity to represent where I'm from. 
I'm a product of the Chapel Hill Carborough City School System. And I also am working here now. So it's a wonderful opportunity and a great chance for me to have an even greater connection with my students. Um, I'm also really proud of like the expectations that we've set up in my classroom as a class. Um, they know when I come into the classroom that I'm gonna do everything in my power to give them my very best. And I expect the same from them. Um, and a lot of that work happened in the beginning of the school year where we established how we wanted our class to look. Um, and the type of community we wanted to have. Um, and we decided that when we're here, we're gonna be here and we're gonna be present. So I'm really proud of those things as far as my role as an educator right now. And one of the things that we know is that we do have a teacher shortage and that, and that when we think about this year, just how challenging it's been to be a teacher and that's not new, right? This is a huge challenge. And so we'd love to hear from you as someone who has really grown in your role and continues to have such an impact. How do we need to support our teachers both to attract people into the field, but also once they're there with us? When we think about how to support teachers and I'm strictly thinking about ones who are already here. One of the things we can do is teachers need to be heard. Many districts across the state have asked teachers their input around a number of things over the years. And it's important that when teachers share that their voices and their needs are not placed upon deaf ears. Teachers deserve a response. And at the end of the day, teachers are a direct line of the needs of students in the classroom. So we can't forget that teachers are in this work and doing the education, educating of students daily. So the needs of teachers cannot be taken lightly. The needs of teachers are also always rooted in what's best for student success. So I think that that is one of the biggest things that teachers definitely want to, they want to be heard and they want to be valued. Um, when we think about retaining teachers, I think my three things that I could think of is support, support, support. <laughs> I, one of the things I know is people don't leave jobs where they're happy. Most people who are happy, they are working in a place where they feel heard and they feel valued. Um, and this can be stretched over several areas. So administrative support is key. Um, teachers should be allowed to weigh in on things that directly affect the classroom that they are in, as well as making sure that our administrators have an open door policy that encourages that. Um, I know for a fact that my principal, I am in this position now as the 2021, <laughs> the 2021 Burroughs Welcome Fund Teacher of the Year because I have an administrator, Crystal Epps, who has an open door policy for me to go in and confide in her and make sure and advocate for my children daily. Um, another level of support that teachers need is we definitely wanna make sure we continue to professionally get our professional development. The things that kids are expected to do changes very often. And we as educators have to adapt to those changes all the time, even when a new game comes out. Um, we have to be prepared. And one of the things that our districts and our administrators and our policymakers, I want them to continue to do is to make sure that we are getting the professional development that's needed in order to meet those needs of our students. And then I think the last level of support would be community support. 
our families have such a powerful role to our schools, they literally set the tone of how their kids are going to perceive their day. I want our families to continue to encourage their kids, continue to let them know, you know, the people in that building, they have their backs, we are going to encourage them. So send them all the good vibes. And I think that's what we have to do in order to keep and our teachers and encourage others to come into the field. And I so appreciate, Eugenia, the connection you made. If we are really supporting our teachers in the way that you shared, we will help to retain our teachers, right? And that's that's the key. And it's so obvious to say it like that. And yet a lot of times we don't do that. And so I appreciate all those specific examples that you share. Um, you know, one of the other things we've been doing a lot of talking about is how do we encourage and support more students especially K-12 and college students to go into teaching. And do you have some thoughts about that given your experience? I, I did have some influential teachers in my life. And, you know, one of the things I grew up with, I grew up in Chapel Hill and one of the programs, I was in a high school club called the Youth Leadership Institute. We called it WILI. And in this organization, I learned a lot about how to be a leader, but we did this through service. So that program really influenced me to make sure that whatever I do, or it helped me find my passion of whatever I wanted to do in life, I wanted to have an impact on my community. And I just so happened to got a, got a job within the same community, so it worked out very nicely. But I think that's what we have to do. We have to make sure that we are giving students their con the connection. Um, not only did I have great teachers that, you know, I was like, hey, I want their job, but also I, I was involved in high school and in college in organizations that really helped to, you know, help the community. And I want to make sure that I'm make doing my little work to make the world a better place. Um, so I think that representation and really putting, letting people know the value of your community is important. I wonder if you'd like to share with us a few of the aspects that you're most excited about of being teacher of the year, because this is just the beginning, right? I'm looking forward to expanding my professional learning community. One of the things I'm a true believer of is that we as human beings always have room to grow. And I cannot wait to branch out of my bubble of Chapel Hill and see what else the state of North Carolina has to offer. I can't wait to meet and my fellow educators. I want to hear from them. I want to watch them and I want to, I want to, I want them to share that going on within their classrooms, their schools, and their districts. And I'm really lucky that this is not a job that I have to do alone. The all of the other 2021 Burroughs Welcome Fund Teachers of the Year, we are all over this. We want to be advocates for the teachers and students of North Carolina. Another area that I would like to really focus on is making sure that we can provide a bridge to make sure that there is not this disconnect. Um, I wanna make sure that the people understand the major roles that they play in administrative and policy-making levels where you affect my day-to-day -day work, right? So I really want people to understand the, both sides. Um, and my goal is to be that bridge between leaders and school staff so that students are getting the best support for their success. It's all about them at the end of the day. We're so excited. I know it won't just be for the next year. I know it'll continue long beyond that in terms of the 
impact that you will have on your own students, but also students and teachers all across the state. And we hope you'll continue not just to lift up the voices of others you hear, but also your own to share all the great things that you see, but also the challenges that we face and that we need to be considering. So Eugenia, thank you so much for joining us today. It's wonderful to hear your energy and your passion and what you're doing every single day for kids. Thank you so much for having me. I'm truly honored to be a part of this. Thank you so much. And after the break, this week's final word. We frequently talk about how to best support our teachers throughout their careers on Education Matters. Most of us can quickly picture the teacher or teachers who made a difference in our lives. The ones that pushed us or saw something unique in us that we may not have yet discovered. And research confirms that teachers are the number one school-related factor in impacting student learning outcomes. For that reason, we must ensure that we have a qualified and well-prepared teacher in every classroom, which requires us to provide teachers with the profession, working conditions, and resources they need. While many voice support for teachers, there are many policies and realities of being a teacher that do not demonstrate our respect for the expertise, commitment, and creativity that it takes to meet the needs of all students every day. Lifting up our teachers and treating them as professionals are critical to continuing to recruit and retain excellent teachers in our schools. Today, we are blessed to hear from two incredible North Carolina Teachers of the Year, as well as Dr. Jim Cosby, a longtime school superintendent and advocate for the recent creation of North Carolina's beginning Teacher of the Year program. On the show, we heard from North Carolina's 2021 Burroughs Welcome Fund Teacher of the Year, Eugenia Floyd, that one of the most impactful things school leaders and policymakers can do to support teachers is to hear them. When teachers share what their needs are and what their students' needs are, those who are in the position to make positive change in the field of education should first and foremost rely on the feedback they receive from educators, Floyd said. When teachers feel heard, they feel valued and best positioned to make a positive difference in the lives of their students. Teachers must always be at the table when making policy decisions about the classroom. And how do we attract people to join the teaching profession? North Carolina's 2021 Prudential NCAT Beginning Teacher of the Year, Emily Higdon said that at first, she didn't wanna be a teacher, but a marine biologist. It was the conversation she had with one of her English professors that helped her to understand how teaching can enable her to have a career in which every day was different and she could have a significant impact on the lives of so many. It was also a field in which she could express her creativity and learn things every day. Those attributes inspired her to become an educator. Dr. Jim Cosby, who in 2018 began advocating for a beginning teacher of the year program, said that we need to start having positive conversations with young people again about the value and importance of a career in education in order to attract the best and brightest to the profession. And both Emily and Dr. Cosby pointed to the value of the beginning teacher of the year's program, intensive professional learning for its 27 finalists. For beginning teachers who are just starting from scratch, the first year of employment is exhausting and challenging to navigate. Intensive professional learning should be available to all beginning teachers so they can develop strong classroom management and pedagogical skills that they can bring to their teaching for years to come. So how do we recruit and retain educators like Emily and Eugenia? We must treat them well and invest in our educators as professionals. This requires competitive salaries, benefits, and professional learning. 
We must also listen to our teachers. While North Carolina has made some improvements in these areas over the past decade, we still have significant room to grow as North Carolina's average teacher pay is significantly below the national average. We must prioritize these investments in educators to address teacher shortages, in particular in our lower well school districts and ensure every child in North Carolina has access to a sound basic education. We are grateful for our educators and all that support them. Thank you for taking time with us to learn and think about education. We'll see you next week.